Before we get into today's episode, I just wanted to let you know that I am looking for 50 people with Hashimoto's. If you have been diagnosed in the last 10 years and you feel lost or confused about exactly what to do, then I want to invite you to join me for a free training call on Thursday, May 16th at 8.30 p.m. Eastern, where I will show you how to support your thyroid for your thyroid type and your specific Hashimoto's triggers. You will also find out how to lower your thyroid antibodies and how to get to the bottom of all of your thyroid symptoms, the weight gain, the fatigue, the brain fog, the inflammation, the hair loss. Please go to inatoppler.com slash Zoom call to register, and I will send you all of the call details. I only have room for 50 people, so please be sure that you register at inatoppler.com slash Zoom call and get your spot right now. Meet Avery. She's 37 and has been diagnosed with hypothyroidism, which is an underactive thyroid over 10 years ago. Since then, she's been taking 100 milligrams of Synthroid, which is a prescription medication used for hypothyroidism. Her thyroid numbers and specifically TSH improved on the medication, but she never noticed a huge improvement in her symptoms, which was stubborn weight, fatigue, constipation, and dry and brittle hair. Last year, she went to see a functional medicine doctor who tested many more thyroid markers than her endocrinologist initially did and found she had very elevated thyroid antibodies and diagnosed her with Hashimoto's. And it's not surprising because Hashimoto's is the cause of over 60% of underactive thyroid cases. Now, this doctor is very knowledgeable in the whole body approach and walked Avery through various cleansing protocols to address her immune triggers. They did a metal detox, a parasite cleanse, and supported her nutrients. She was feeling a bit better, but her thyroid antibodies didn't budge. In fact, they went even higher, which is when she came to see me. I was glad to see that she's done a lot of work to balance her body. She was eating well, and many of the cleanses and supplements she was on were things I would also suggest in a case like hers. But since it didn't get her antibodies down, I knew that something else must be going on, so we needed to dig even deeper to solve this health mystery. Every year, thousands of people are told there's no explanation for their health concerns and no way to fix them. They feel frustrated, undermined, and lost. I know because that was me before I figured out the actual causes and reclaimed my health. Now, I help others do the same. I'm Ina Toppler, and this is Health Mystery Solved. We just heard about Avery. She already explored many of her immune triggers, and while she did feel better in some ways, her thyroid antibodies were still elevated, signaling that Hashimoto's was not yet in remission and that there was still inflammation and immune attack on her thyroid. Joining me on the show today to discuss Avery's case is Dr. Karen Dunstan. She is a board-certified OBGYN and the host of her Brilliant Health Radio podcast. Dr. Dunstan loves all things hormones and is very passionate about the intersection of physical health as well as the energetic, emotional, and spiritual health. Dr. Dunstan, welcome. Thank you, Ina. So grateful to be here with you. Oh, I'm so excited to have you. Dr. Dunstan, most people believe that thyroid and other diseases occur based on physical dysfunction, and certainly that obviously is a big contributor. But is it really everything? You know, because the more we look at the body as a whole, 
the more we know that there's so many other pieces to the puzzle. So aside from physical dysfunction, what else might be involved in causing Hashimoto's and thyroid disease, in your opinion? Right. That's a great question. So our physical body is actually the manifestation of our energetic body, which is something that we all have and really is the framework for our physical body. We've now validated with technology that we have available, for instance, heart math, that our electromagnetic field extends several feet outside of us and that that field um, has qualities that are accessible for health and healing and communication. And we know from centuries of various cultures, history, and treatment modalities that these this energetic body can be accessed. For instance, acupuncture can access this energetic body, but there are a lot of other technologies as well, and that there is an, an anatomy to this energetic body. So in any physical healing from any disease or disease in the body, we must consider the underlying energetic component For instance, in Hashimoto's or any thyroid disorder, we're talking about an energy center in the throat that some people might call a chakra, which means spinning wheel of energy that has to do with communication and speaking of truth in the world. And you can even guess that or intuit that based on its location because it is in the throat and your throat is used primarily for speaking. That's where the vocal cords are. So in terms of healing, you've got to address that energetic component in order to get complete physical healing. And without addressing the energetic component, a lot of people will never completely heal. Diseases or diseases in the body start out as energetic problems before they become microscopic anatomic physical problems, before they become macroscopic physical problems. So there's a progression and you've got to address that underlying disorder. So primarily throat issues, thyroid issues have lots to do with speaking your truth and being authentic in the world. Mm, That is so interesting uh, to think about this energetic component and then how it relates to the throat and how that can actually precede when the actual physical illness would start. And why do you think that it's important to address this deeper meaning of our health issues and of our thyroid issue? Well, your body has a continuum of illness and all illnesses and diseases in the body start out as energetic disruptions in the energy field that then manifest in physical form and become the diseases that we diagnose with our tests. We do blood tests and we do thyroid ultrasounds and then we see anatomic problems. But 5, 10, 20, or however many years before, those energetic disruptions were there. And so sometimes with our current technology, if we're not working with an energy healer, we don't become aware of these disruptions until we have symptoms that start disrupting our lives. And maybe we have lab tests that say we have Hashimoto's. So, for instance, in this case where you're diagnosed with Hashimoto's, you're doing all the physical treatments that you can do, but you're still not in remission, 
the question I start asking is what's going on energetically. And so I might ask someone, well, what is it that you need to say that you're not saying? Who is it that you want to be or think that you are in the world that you're not expressing? And then the thyroid is really the energy center that's between the head and the heart. And it's the middle path between them. And the head and mind, if you think about it, is really more of the masculine energy. And the feminine is really more of the heart energy. And the throat is where they meet. And so it's speaking your truth with uh, kindness and doing it in a way that is not disruptive to other people and beings. And so I think that this is why thyroid issues are so predominant in women is because a lot of us don't have that uh, heart and mind, that masculine and feminine balanced, and we aren't necessarily comfortable speaking our truth and being who we authentically are in life. And so there's a disruption between that kind of triangle between the head and the heart and the thyroid. And so really addressing that is something that, that needs to be done to release that. And there are lots of techniques that can be done. So not only you can use journaling and dialoguing with the self or talk therapy to help people uncover what's going on, but to release the energetic blockages, there are things like something called toning. Singing would be a form of toning. You're having a lot of air move past the vocal cords, but if you do it in an intentional way where you tone on certain notes, certain notes have certain vibrational frequencies and our energy body has a vibrational frequency. So you can actually help to release energetic blocks in that area yourself with tools like toning. Mm, that's such a great idea. And what you're saying is so important because in Avery's case, once I got to talk to her more, I realized that she really was afraid to say a lot of things. She was very concerned about the effect of what she wanted to say on everyone else. What would people think if she told the truth? Would they be upset with her? Would they be angry with her? Would they even believe what she's saying? And so she had all of these feelings, but she wasn't able to express it. Now, in her case, what would you say to someone that is afraid to express that? Is there a way they can maybe practice beforehand or any other tools that they can use? Right. That's a great question. And I think that it applies to, to a lot of people who aren't speaking their truth. There's usually a reason why. And a lot of times it has to be do with the fear of affecting other people negatively. Sometimes it has to do with the fear of being judged negatively. And it really gets to this almost basal instinct of wanting to be part of the tribe, which is more of a first chakra issue, which has to do with the root chakra that's in down in the lower pelvis. And a lot of times we're stuck in the throat with our truth because we have fears related to the first chakra, which is related to the adrenal glands, which also gets back to diseases like Hashimoto's and autoimmune diseases because your adrenals and your cortisol are really the break on any autoimmune condition because they are anti-inflammatory. When you have out of control Hashimoto's 
disease with elevated antibodies, one of the treatments that we physicians will use is steroids because it knocks down that immune response, that immune overreactivity. Well, that gets to the first chakra issue and the adrenals. And so they're very coupled to the throat chakra. And so oftentimes there is an underlying fear. And so for someone to feel comfortable being authentic and saying what they need to say, you really have to start working with the adrenal glands and working with the fears and where did those come from? Most women with Hashimoto's come from come by those fears legitimately. Oftentimes, there was some type of childhood trauma that led them to create a belief that the world is not safe. I'm not safe. And oftentimes, there's this imperative to create a mask and be somebody else and be inauthentic in order to be safe in the world. So I would start by addressing that with her and really getting a detailed psychosocial and spiritual history from her life. What has happened to you? Because your biography becomes your biology and looking at the areas where she might not have felt safe, where she doesn't feel safe now, and really exploring those because safety has to come first before she feels comfortable really discerning what it is that she needs to express and who she authentically is. Hmm. Yeah, that makes so much sense. And for me personally, I have Hashimoto's as well. And I know that a lot of times we think about trauma as big trauma, but there's also what we call the sort of lowercase little t trauma, where it's not as traumatic as we may think, but it's still something that happened to us. And a lot of times that can be as little as when we're children, our parent, which, you know, who's bigger than us, taller than us, right, may yell at us and say, you were not a good girl, or you did something wrong. And that can feel traumatic to a small child who's two or three years old. And I remember in my family, um, there was this sort of saying that children should be seen, but not heard. And I think that's just maybe a cultural thing. So it's interesting how some of those beliefs could have been ingrained in there that also uh, allowed me to maybe suppress things more and not express what I really wanted to or needed to express. And some of that was happening with Avery as well. Yes. And the ACE study, the Adverse Childhood Events study that was done at Kaiser a few years back demonstrated that the majority of Americans actually have experienced some type of trauma. And and that may be big T trauma, but it may be little T trauma. And other experts estimated at almost 97% of us experience some type of trauma, relational type trauma, and that the trauma that we experience is directly proportional to the number of prescription medications that we end up taking as adults, the number of disease diagnoses that we have, and lifespan and some other parameters. And so a lot of people, if you ask them directly, were you traumatized as a child? They'll say no. But if you look at the ACE questionnaire online, most people will answer yes to, if not one, more than one of those questions. And it can be very subtle and people may not register it as being traumatic, but it can be so subtle as what you just described. And so it really warrants unpacking what happened 
and looking at it because these silent imperatives really do shape our our biology. Yeah. Yeah. And this is why also I think it's so important to have that really good history. I know that I meet with clients for over two hours to go over everything just to get started. I know you get so involved with your patients as well. Um, It is so important to find out as much as we can so that then we can start unpacking that. Yes. (laughs) Uh, Dr. Johnson, you mentioned that the energetic comes first. So if someone is having thyroid issues, whether it's Hashimoto's or the thyroid problems, and they're wondering if there is some type of an energetic disconnect, how can they start figuring out if that's the case? Are there certain signs that they may uh, look for, or are there certain questions that they can ask themselves in addition to if they're expressing everything? Well, if they're having a disorder in a certain area, every physical illness has an energetic counterpart. I think that starting an inquiry, first discovering what does this illness counterpart often mean? For instance, if you have a thyroid problem, looking at, for instance, Carolyn Mace's book, Anatomy of the Energetic System, and looking to see, well, what could this mean is the first step. And then having a personal inquiry, maybe with journaling into, wow, could this be an issue for me? Could I have an energetic issue in this area? For instance, diabetes happens to be a third uh, chakra issue in the solar plexus where the pancreas is located. And that's where we hold our personal power in terms of our energetic anatomy. And so anyone with diabetes has a third chakra issue and maybe they would want to start inquiring do I have a problem with my personal will? Do I have a problem exerting my will in the world and moving through the world with the power that is mine to use? And so really doing an inquiry journaling is helpful. I think it's very helpful to work with somebody who is knowledgeable about these topics and can help you integrate all of this because just like our physical anatomy is very varied and complex terrain, our energetic anatomy is as well. And so someone who understands that, for instance, with Hashimoto's, it's not just a throat chakra issue. It's also a root chakra issue because of the cortisol and the adrenal function who can help you integrate all that, especially if you're new to this, then it's a really, it's a strange world and your regular doctor's not talking about it. And so a lot of people can first discount it. Trust me, if you go to your regular doctor and talk to them about this, they're going to look at you like you have two heads. They're not going to understand it because we're not trained about this in medical school. So it's really going to take you finding a practitioner who works with energy. I don't know that there are that many of us MDs who also are energy workers, but we are out there and who can help you really understand the terrain of your energy body and what it means for the disease that you're having and, and how to work with it. And they can probably give you some tools to use to help alleviate blockages. And an acupuncturist can certainly do that and help you to work to move the energy where it's not moving. Absolutely. Now, Dr. Dunstan, how did you go from a more traditional OBGYN type of practice to what you're doing now? <laughs> uh, 
Well, I practiced OBGYN for many, many years. I loved it. I delivered thousands of babies. I did surgeries and pap smears, loved my patients. And then I ended up becoming unhealthy. I weighed over 240 pounds. I had chronic fatigue. I had fibromyalgia, which is a disorder where you have pain all over your body. I had depression and anxiety. And although I looked like I had it all from the outside, people were envious because I had this huge practice with a 9,000 square foot office space and other doctors working for me and 30 staff members. And I had a home in a gated community and beautiful cars and vacations and boats. On the inside, I was really dying because I couldn't figure out what was wrong with my health. And although I was breathing and taking up space on the planet, I, I wasn't really living. I was just working and going home and sleeping and got to this place after I would go to my doctor over and over again and say, something's got to be wrong. And she would run tests and she'd say, there's nothing wrong with you. Your tests are normal. And I finally got to this place where I was just resigned that I was going to live this way for the rest of my life. And I was really ashamed because here I am, I'm board certified, I'm supposed to know all there is about women's health, and I most obviously am unhealthy, everyone can see that, and I don't know what to do about it. So I, I like I said, was resigned, and then a patient I had been working with, and she was in the perimenopausal area age, like I was, uh, and I had given her our standard OBGYN treatment, which is birth control pills, right? And that didn't work. Here's mm -hmm. another birth control pill. Yep. And it wasn't helping her. And I remember the last time I saw her just feeling like, what, what am I missing? And I even had started saying to my colleagues, like, are we really helping anyone? Because it doesn't seem like people really become truly healthy with the treatments that we give. We, we stop symptoms from happening, but we don't create health. And that was very obvious to me, but I didn't know where the disconnect was. And then this patient I had been working with unsuccessfully went away and came back a year later looking like a new person. And I said, what have you done? You look amazing. And all her symptoms were resolved. And she said, well, I went and saw this doctor and she does this medicine called functional medicine. And I brought you this book by Suzanne Summers that taught me about it called Breakthrough. And she gave it to me. And it was so funny because I took it home and I put it on my nightstand and I was married at the time. And I said to my husband, I'm not reading this book. It's by Chrissy on Three's Company. What is she going to teach me about women's health? And then he says, oh, yeah, you know, she used to be a Playboy bunny, too. <laughs> so I really wasn't going to read it. So it sat there for months. And then finally, I just I was going to be in bed one Saturday. My kids came in and said, we're, we're going to the movies. They didn't even bother inviting me because they knew that when I was home, I was going to be in the bed in my pajamas all the time. And so I said, OK, just let me pick it up and look at it so I can give it back to her on Monday. I can have my staff call her and say she read the book mm -hmm. and send it back to you. And it was life-changing because it wasn't her opinion about anything. It was her using her celebrity as a platform to interview physicians and scientists in this field I had never heard of called functional medicine. Mm 
And I knew when I read it that everything they were saying was true because it was all the science about how the body functions, the biochemistry that I learned in medical school, that I was told in residency to never mind about all that, (laughs) just do what I do because I told you to do it. And if you don't, you're going to get in trouble. So I really stopped thinking about what I was doing and how the body functions. And so it harkened back to med school and I knew it was the truth. And at the end, she had a wonderful resource section and I did the right labs, different labs than my regular doctor had done on me at least 10 times. And when I did the right tests and I read them the right way, so I wasn't going by what was no quote unquote normal because the lab normals are defined by what 95% of the population has, which you and I both know that Americans are not healthy. 60% of us are overweight or obese. And so I don't want to be compared to those people, but we compare to optimal values. And even though I had checked my thyroid at least 10 times and it was quote unquote normal, it actually was low functioning. And I had progesterone deficiencies. And then I learned about salivary cortisol testing, which I had never heard of, even though it's been used by NASA since the inception of the space program. And it's been used in used in Europe for decades. I never heard of it. And I did that. And I had a flatline cortisol, which for everybody listening is enough cortisol to live and function, but not enough to thrive and not enough to live as a normal human being. It's enough to not die. Let me put it that way. So I had myriad uh, hormonal imbalances. And then as I would learn about new testing, I would do the testing on myself. I would address the abnormalities naturally with bioidentical hormones and vitamins, minerals, herbs, nutraceuticals, lifestyle change. And I just started getting better. And I learned about food sensitivity testing and functional gut testing and heavy metal testing. And I had lots of toxicity from heavy metals. And I just started addressing all of these issues. And it's amazing because when I was over 240 pounds, the the medical issue that bothered me the most, even though I was on prescription medications for all these other health issues, was the weight. Because everyone could see that. And so I had tried diet pills and Weight Watchers and Jenny Craig and all these diet programs unsuccessfully to lose the weight. And when I discovered functional medicine, I finally just said, I'm going to use this information to get to the root cause of my health problems and address them. And I'm not even going to worry about the weight. I just want to feel better. And when I finally just started addressing the root causes and went for the health, oh my gosh, amazing the weight started coming off. Mm -hmm. So it really was about a two year journey. And I ended up losing 100 pounds off all prescription medications, except some bioidentical hormones, and started looking 20 years younger, had the same results that my patient had. And then my patients are saying, what are you doing, girl, because we want that. And so I started doing it with them. And then so it It was a personal, physical transformation, but it also ended up being a professional transformation as well. And that's really what started me on this journey and of asking and answering the question, 
how do you truly heal and create optimum health for women? Mm, yeah. And that's really becomes my become my life's mission. Oh, what amazing story. And um, I can really relate to a lot of it because I had a lot of similar imbalances with cortisol and heavy metals and thyroid. And it is a journey to figure it all out. But once you're able to actually see how the body functions and then see where those breaks in metabolic pathways are and where the missing links are, it's amazing when you put everything back together, how much your body then can actually heal. Yes. How did you, oh, I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm just going to say, yes, it's so grateful. And it's amazing because you take one step towards your body and your body just runs towards you with open arms. Mm -hmm. and says, yes, this is what I have needed. This is what I have wanted and I will support you and I will heal. And it's, it's an amazing result. Yeah. How did you get into some of the energy work? Is that something that you learned along the way with some of your functional medicine tools? Or is it something that you feel like you've always sort of, I guess, had that kind of intuition and then you just nurtured it more? How did that work? Well, it's interesting because I grew up in New, in New York City to a mother who we call Gr Granola Jerry, <laughs> uh, who was very holistic and made her own yogurt and was great friends with Gary Null, who's written, I don't know how many New York Times bestsellers back in the 70s and had a health food store. And he really was a, a natural health educator and proponent and activist. And so this is the environment that I grew up in. But when I went to medical school, I came back and told my mother, mother, we heal with steel. And I thought I knew better than she did. So I really bought into the pill for every ill and surgery is the way lifestyle to quote unquote heal the body. Although now I know that's not healing. I, there really needs to be another name for it. But, you know, band-aiding the body is really what it is. It's, it's not about healing. And my mother also introduced me to energetic practices as well. She had me trained in transcendental meditation when I was 15. So I really was introduced to energy medicine. And looking back on it, I was a very intuitive child and actually had access to this energetic world, but it wasn't really fostered and I didn't really know what it was. And so I kind of shut it down like a lot of us intuitives do. As I talk to them as adults, we shut it down. And it's interesting because I discovered functional medicine in 2008 and I thought that that was the only lesson to my journey. And I kind of took the baton and ran with it and transformed my health. But when I started working with other women with these tools, about a third of them picked them up and their lives were changed and they never looked back. But I say another third could never pick up the tools and the other third would pick them up for a while, but they could and they understood why they would work and that they needed to do it, but they couldn't just couldn't stick with it. And so I really started scratching my head and saying, what, what am I missing here? And what I realized is that what allowed me to be open to receive the knowledge of functional medicine in 2008 was an incident that I had happened in 2004 that really was an energetic opening. I call it a spiritual awakening 
that allowed me to be open to receive that information. And so the energy preceded the physical, the energetic change preceded, change preceded it. And that change was when I was kind of in the throes of my disease or dis-ease and working with patients and feeling frustrated and who are we really helping and I'm working so hard, but nobody's really achieving optimal health and healing. I would have these breakdowns about every month where I would just say, scream, you know, when do I get a break? When do I get a freaking break? Because I was married at the time and I would scream that to my husband. And then in 2004, I got the chance to go ride a horse and I was riding the horse and the horse all of a sudden started bucking and I stayed on for as long as I could. But after about the fourth time, I just went flying through the air and I hit the ground and my right foot hit first. And I knew the minute that I hit the ground, it was like one of those slow motion moments that you have that you'll never forget, like where you were at nine eleven, right? Um, and I knew my foot was broken. And I knew in that instant that it was broken because I had been screaming about getting a break for years. And I knew that that got me a break in my foot and a break from my work. And it was almost like my whole world shifted because actually growing up, even though I had these kind of energetic seedlings planted, I wasn't really indoctrinated into what what is this energetic world and what does it look like and how do you access it? Some people may call that spirituality. I'm not talking about religion. And science has now validated that the spaces between us actually are intelligent and have substance and it is a conscious substance. And the Nobel Prize was uh, awarded for the discovery of the Higgs boson particle that exists in the spaces between us. And so basically in that moment, my whole reality shifted. I hadn't been taught about this consciousness of the universe that we live in. But I, in that moment, knew that it was a conscious universe. And that if I could create something so negative, that I could create something so positive. And so I began this inquiry into what does this mean for women to actually begin to heal? What is this? I didn't know about Higgs boson then. I don't even know if it had been discovered at that point. But what is this energy? How does it function? How do you access it? What did I do to create this negative scenario? What can I do to create positive scenarios? How can I help women to harness this for themselves? And so I, I had really... In, incorporated that into my journey. And that's what allowed me to have the energetic shifts, I truly believe, to be able to be open, first attract someone to bring me the information I needed about functional medicine. And if you're listening to this, you've attracted that because you're energetically ready for it. People who aren't ready for it aren't listening yet and aren't hearing it. And so I was open enough and then that came into my life, I learned about functional medicine. So in my programs, I, I had to back it up a minute and say, wait a minute, we've got to address this energetic body, the, the, the spiritual anatomy. 
also. And so that's a huge component of my group programs that I do with people and my one-on-one programs that I do with people and a huge component of what I am passionate about teaching women about on my podcast, Her Brilliant Health, because it's absolutely essential. And if you don't get the energetic piece right, you may never be able to pick up these tools and use them successfully and get where you want to be. And and I truly believe that we're here on this earth to live out loud and express ourselves. But in order to do that, you've got to have the physical fortitude and stamina and, and ego strength to live in alignment with who you truly are and stand on your two feet as the powerful woman that you are and express that. And, and that usually right now in our culture is not fostered. You have to work for it and earn it, but you can have it. Mm. Now, what a beautiful story, Dr. Dunstan. And I um, you know, just love how everything unfolded for you and, and what came out of that. And, you know, in Avery's case, too, I mean, she did all the functional medicine stuff. She was introduced to that. But the energetic piece was really sort of that final piece that needed to happen. And I think what you speak about with both is so important because it is really a combination that you really have to address both sides, ideally, to really, really get to the root of the problem. Yes. And so I'm not a proponent of just do energy work or just do functional medicine. You really, you need to, I I always tell people we've got to find the imbalances wherever they are and address them all. And that's when you get the best outcomes. Right, right. Absolutely. Well, Dr. Dunstan, thank you so much for all this information. This has been so helpful and I so appreciate you being here. Well, thank you so much for having me. It's been a pleasure. As we just heard, in order to address chronic health conditions and autoimmunity, we really have to look at the whole body. This includes not just looking at all the pathways functionally, but also looking at the mind, the emotional, and even the psycho-spiritual connections to get to the true root. I'll tell you more about what we did for Avery in just a second. But first, if you want to contact or find out more about my guest, Dr. Karen Dunstan, please visit healthmysterysolve.com and go to episode number 17. There you'll see all the detailed show notes so you can reference everything we talked about and also learn more about her practice and her podcast, which is called Her Brilliant Radio, where she talks in depth about many of the things we discussed. So definitely check it out. And for Avery, we started to look into her past and figured out that she had many limiting beliefs about self-expression that we worked on releasing with an EMDR-based technique called the DOT. She had a lot of trouble being honest about her true feelings and was not living a life where she could be truly authentic. Part of the work was having Avery sit down with her parents and come forth with some things that she's been hiding for many years. Bringing everything to the surface in a safe and loving space and doing that after she has already released the beliefs around it made a huge difference. She also started a more diligent self-care regimen of yoga, breath work, and humming to help activate her fifth chakra. On a biochemical end, we saw that she still had some stubborn mercury in her system, and we used a product called IMD, which stands for Intestinal Metal Detox, and glutathione to help continue detoxing it out of her system because there's such a big connection between mercury, thyroid, and autoimmunity. I'm happy to report that after three months of doing the mind-body and the mercury cleansing, 
Avery's antibodies dropped from 900 to below 200. We were both so thrilled. The last 10 pounds she's been trying so hard to lose finally came off and her energy improved significantly as well. If Avery sounds like someone you know, please share this episode with them and make sure you subscribe to this podcast because the next health mystery I uncover could be one you or someone you love is dealing with right now. When it comes to your health issues, don't give up. The answers are out there and there is hope. I'm Ina Toppler. Thank you so much for listening and see you next week on Health Mystery Solved. All information, content, and material on this podcast is for informational purposes only and is not intended to serve as a substitute for the consultation, diagnosis, and or medical treatment of a qualified physician or healthcare provider.